0: Hi everyone. In this episode, I'm going to talk about living with a new awareness. For those of us that have experienced a shift, a waking up, it's like starting all over again. Everything you thought and believed, everything you were, is now changing. It's a shedding of all the old behaviors and emotions that had been getting in our way. It's a complete new seeing of everything inside and outside of you. I look back at my life now and I wish I'd seen things sooner. If only I'd had the clarity that I have now. Even though the past no longer exists, there's usually plenty of fallout to deal with. For some, it can be relationship or financial or health related, among other things. We have to clean up and heal the results of our past choices and actions. What's remarkable about a waking up experience is that it's so instant. It's that light switch flipping on This is not to say that the path to this point is without struggle and pain. For many of us, it's a process with many phases. When that switch flips on, it's indescribable, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. Now begins an entirely new phase of seeing the forest for the trees. I think with many people, their souls decide to stay asleep. They don't have the urge for seeking or the moment doesn't come where they're jolted awake. I don't know how these decisions are made or how it works, but I believe it is soul-based and dictated. Our soul holds all the memories, and the spirit sets us free. We may make some very abrupt and monumental decisions along the way. We may do things that others won't understand. We become less focused on material physical life and more focused on our inner emotional and mental life. Many of us have been living a life in a persona that we created or that was forced on us. We may have gone through phases of reinventing ourselves only to find that it's better only for a short time at the beginning honeymoon phase. No matter where you are, there you are. We can change the external, but it's a much bigger job changing and healing the internal. You may or not believe what I'm telling you, but something happens that is not dictated by you. At one point during the height of my experience, I cried for four days. It was grief, but not from anything specific that had just happened. It was deep down grief I had been carrying around. The height of this experience processed within a relatively short time and was done on my own. I did seek guidance, though, from someone who came before me with the same experience. He said to just be with it, be helpless. That may sound like a weak approach, but it's not how it's meant. It's a giving over and allowing to the soul. I'm not saying everyone is meant to go it alone, but many of us have, maybe even most of us. We live in a society of instant relief and gratification. We want the magic pill, the cure. It's a precarious topic because it's not to say that we don't ever need medical intervention or medication for pain. But when it comes to matters of the heart and soul, it's an inside job. I see a lot of younger people that are struggling. They can see this construct for what it is. They're frustrated and disappointed. I can relate to this in the sense that I have felt that part of my struggle through life was that I remembered what it was to be spirit and consciousness, only I wasn't aware of it. I couldn't understand why the world and society was the way it was. I couldn't understand all the restrictions and working ourselves to death for a one- or two-week vacation. I couldn't understand people's passivity and meekness. I was in resistance to it all, but not understanding why at the time. And I imagine this is how a lot of these younger people feel. Another big thing we have to deal with is going against the grain. I no longer want to blindly follow along with others' expectations of me. At the same time, I'm much more forgiving and understanding. I've learned to exercise boundaries and say no and not feel obligated to always say yes. I've gained balance and pay attention to my equilibrium. The highs can be just as dangerous as the lows. Maybe you are going through an awakening or maybe you know someone that fits this description. Maybe it will help you understand yourself or your friend better. I'm reminded of the four agreements written by Don Miguel Ruiz, and they are be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. All four are important, but the two that stand out to me are to not make assumptions and don't take things personally. We tend to make everything about ourselves. Someone we know or love is behaving a certain way or doing something that seems out of character. And we take it upon ourselves to either judge them or we wonder what did we do wrong? Everything that each of us does as individuals is about us. Even the good things we do are about us. It's not about anyone else. This is very important to remember when someone has hurt or betrayed you. What they did is about them and your response is about you. I love that saying, you do you and I'll do me, or you be you and I'll be me. As human beings, we can be very disappointing and very disappointed. If we rely on another person for our well-being, we can be sure to be disappointed. But look at it this way. If someone disappoints you, is it their fault? I'd say it's no one's fault. We are each being who we are, not who we want each other to be. There are so many examples and many of them are extreme. It's true that another person's behavior can cause others a lot of pain. Is the answer to punish that person or realize that we can only change or fix ourselves, but we can't change or fix someone else? I'm not talking about external or physical events like someone hurting you physically. I'm talking about emotions and mental stability. From everything I've been through and learned, I can offer that the answer is usually found within ourselves. Knowing that we don't have control over another's free will and that we don't have control over most situations, the one thing we can manage is ourselves. And I admit it's not easy. It's not easy to realize that we have to accept certain situations for what they are and manage it the best we can. There's not always a win-win solution. Something I'm dealing with currently is that I have a neighbor that smokes and there's no policy against that. When they smoke outside, it wafts over through my windows. It can feel like a violation to me. It's an imposition because I don't like cigarette smoke. Is it fair? In this case, it seems fair to them, not to me. The best thing I can do is manage it on my end. I either accept this occurrence and ignore it Or close my windows. It's unfortunate, but there it is. There's so many annoyances these days. There are the dreaded leaf blowers, dogs barking, loud music, on and on. Unless we live in isolation, how do we deal with all this? We have a constant barrage of challenging events every day. It's no wonder that we're not all driven to insanity to some degree. Someone I admire, author and spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle, would say to come from a place of observing and not reacting. He says we should observe the emotions it brings up and say, oh, hello, so there you are. (laughs) But let's face it, it's not always easy to do that. Sometimes I'm overtaken and practice my primal screaming in my car. It may sound extreme, but it works. Well, maybe I went a little off topic, but it has all been part of my process, looking at my behavior and response rather than acting out on someone or something else. Not to say we should always turn the other cheek, but to pick our battles. I'm grateful for being in this process of transformation as it has made life easier for me. We tend to bring so much on ourselves being experts at self-sabotage. But now the jig is up, and while nothing is perfect, it's freeing in its realization.